This is Macro Horizons Morning Musings. I'm Ian Lingen, here to bring you our thoughts from the trading desk for Monday, June 29th. Welcome to BMO COVID-19 Insights. Visit bmocm.com slash COVID-19 for more up-to-the-minute insights. The views expressed here are those of the participants and not those of BMO Capital Markets, its affiliates, or subsidiaries. As the market looks forward to closing the books on what promises to be a devastating quarter in terms of economic growth, to say nothing of the other tolls of the pandemic, the primary themes remain well in place. The surge in COVID-19 cases over the weekend, most notably in Texas and Florida, initially led a risk-off impulse which appears to have subsided for the time being. This isn't to suggest clear sailing into July. In fact, Looming pension rebalancing flows are anticipated to further undermine domestic equities and benefit treasuries. Ten-year yields managed to dip as low as 62.8 basis points overnight, extending Friday's range bottom by just 0.1 basis points, but nonetheless marked the low for the benchmark since May 22nd. While well above the 54 basis point extreme from mid-April that defines the lower bound of the last several months, the bid for treasuries has brought U.S. rates up against relevant extremes. As is often the case, the rebalancing and flow considerations risk breaching technical levels more than redefining the macro narrative per se, although this particular nuance may be easily lost given the refocus on pandemic concerns. Moreover, there is a compelling argument that markets' responsiveness to COVID-19 stats might have been muted had quarter-end not been upon us. This isn't a particularly satisfactory conclusion given all the uncertainties which have been linked to the surge in domestic coronavirus cases. However, once month-end and the June non-farm payrolls report have passed, the price action will offer a cleaner read on investor sentiment linked to the current wave of the pandemic. This isn't to imply that Thursday's BLS data doesn't represent an event risk unto itself. In fact, the plus 3 million estimate for headline non-farm payrolls strikes us as a high bar given the upside surprise which left the May figures at 2.509 million, a nearly inconceivable 10 million over consensus. We're certainly sympathetic to the collective lack of faith in the traditional data forecasting models given the magnitude of last month's underestimate, and as a result, expect that there is a contingent anticipating an aha moment in the event that NFP disappoints by several million. While this would challenge the reopening and rebuilding narrative to be sure, it would renew investors' confidence in the use of continuing claims and other jobs proxies as guides for estimating the payrolls figures. If the consensus proves accurate or another strong print is in the offing, it becomes more difficult to look to the weekly claims figures as a key input to the macro narrative. This would contribute even further to the sense that both investors and policymakers are flying blind in terms of the performance of the real economy. A heightened level of uncertainty was always poised to be the defining theme in financial markets this summer, and while its realization isn't a surprise, 
its confirmation suggests the third quarter could fail to mark the sharp rebuilding many market participants are anticipating. We've long maintained that while future surges in COVID-19 cases might be priced into risk assets, even with the S&P 500 risking a slip below 3,000, another widespread round of stay-at-home orders would represent a negative surprise and weigh more significantly on risk. Given this weekend's pandemic stats from Texas in particular, the potential for a material extension of the lockdowns has grown, and with it the risk of further downside for domestic equities. The timing versus quarter-end might complicate the process of judging investors' bearish conviction in the event more is shut down in Texas than the taverns. But the directional implications, i.e. lower, are difficult to ignore. The progression of the coronavirus is well-positioned to be the most relevant market influence as the week gets underway, particularly given the uninspired data calendar. Pending home sales during May are expected to gain 18% after having fallen 21.8% in April, which is consistent with the other economic indicators suggesting activity bounced in the real estate market, but there's little reason to anticipate any sustainable price action will be derived from the report. As a result, investors' attention will remain squarely on COVID headlines and the tone of domestic equities this morning. And with that, this is Ian Lingen signing off. Be safe, tune in, and stop out. Thanks for listening to Macro Horizons. Please visit us at bmocm.com backslash macrohorizons. We'd love to hear what you thought of today's episode. So please email me directly with any feedback at ian.lingen at bmo.com. Thanks for listening. You can subscribe to this podcast on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or your favorite podcast app. For more insights, visit bmocm.com slash COVID-19. This podcast has been prepared with the assistance of employees of Bank of Montreal, BMO Nesbitt Burns, Inc., and BMO Capital Markets Corporation. Together, BMO. Notwithstanding the foregoing, this podcast should not be construed as an offer or the solicitation of an offer to sell or to buy or subscribe for any particular product or services, including, without limitation, any commodities, securities, or other financial instruments. We are not soliciting any specific action based on this podcast. It is for the general information of our clients. It does not constitute a recommendation or a suggestion that any investment or strategy referenced herein may be suitable for you. It does not take into account the particular investment objectives, financial conditions, or needs of individual clients. Nothing in this podcast constitutes investment, legal, accounting, or tax advice, or a representation that any investment or strategy is suitable or appropriate to your unique circumstances or otherwise constitutes an opinion or a recommendation to you. BMO is not providing advice regarding the value or advisability of trading in commodity interests, including futures contracts and commodity options or any other activity, which would cause BMO or any of its affiliates to be considered a commodity trading advisor under the U.S. Commodity Exchange Act. BMO is not undertaking to act as a swap advisor to you or in your best interests, and you, to the extent applicable, will rely solely on advice from your qualified independent representative in making hedging or trading decisions. This podcast is not to be relied upon in substitution for the exercise of independent judgment. You should conduct your own independent analysis of the matters referred to herein, together with your qualified independent representative, if applicable. BMO assumes no responsibility for verification of the information in this podcast. No representation or warranty is made as to the accuracy or completeness of such information, and BMO accepts no liability whatsoever for any loss arising from any use of or reliance on this podcast. BMO assumes no obligation to correct or update this podcast. This podcast does not contain all information that may be required to evaluate any transaction or matter, and information may be available to BMO and or its affiliates that is not reflected herein. 
BMO and its affiliates may have positions, long or short, and affect transactions or make markets, insecurities mentioned herein, or provide advice or loans to, or participate in the underwriting or restructuring of the obligations of, issuers and companies mentioned herein. Moreover, BMO's trading desks may have acted on the basis of the information in this podcast. For full legal disclosure, please visit bmocm.com legal. To access our full disclosures for equity research reports, please visit researchglobalzero.bmocapitalmarkets.com slash public dash disclosure slash.